All right, happy May Day Cavaliers. My name is Dan Conard, principal of Jefferson High School. And today, this week's Cav Chats, we bring to you our head choir director, Mr. John Perizzo. Mr. Perizzo comes to us from Roosevelt High School uh, with a wealth of experience in show choir and the vocal choirs across the board. So sit back, relax, enjoy the conversation that we have with Mr. Perizzo as we get to know him just a little bit better. We're gonna talk a little bit about choir and how you first got involved with choir. It's kind of been something that's always been in my life. I kind of grew up around it. My family has a history of singing and uh, music. Um, I actually have an aunt that was a music teacher, which has kind of always been in choir and show choir in high school and not so much show choir in college. That wasn't really a thing, but pretty much always was singing. Right, because you went to college at SDSU? SDSU is where I finished. Oh, where you right finished? Now. Okay. I did a little bouncing around before that. That's all right. Yeah. So. That's right. So you're a proud jackrabbit then? Yeah. Good deal. Now, do you have a favorite style or genre of music? Not really. Uh-huh. I'm kind of an eclectic, I like it all kind of person. I get told often by my friends that like, when you get in my car and my music is on shuffle, it's so random. And so a choral song will pop on and then weird rap hip hop will <laughs> pop on. Like it just, right. it's kind of a little bit of everything. So it always keeps it fresh then, right? Yep. You appreciate it all. Yeah, okay. absolutely. But don't lean any one direction, no? I would say if I lean any, it's more rock pop is the most common. Right. So. Is there a favorite artist? Not really. <laughs> no. Okay. Now, uh, a great singing voice. Is this something that you're born with or is it something you can work at? to improve like the weight room you can definitely work at it to improve i think there is something about raw natural talent um but i do think it's a mixture of both i think i i've had students who i know are just born with raw natural talent but have low work ethic or a little work ethic and sure. so i do think that's a balance of both natural talent and 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 work mm-hmm. it takes some work Tell us a little bit about your teaching journey up to this point. Okay. Um, I started teaching. uh, My first job was in Waterloo, Iowa. Um, I just was there for one year. It was a school that I taught fifth grade through 12th grade. Wow. So you had quite a variety. Choir and show choir. And um, I actually had a bunch of general music classes, too, at the middle school level. And after that first year, um, I bounced back up here to... Um, work at O'Gorman, and it was actually still three different schools a day. Um, I was kind of split between Christ the King Elementary, I did K through six elementary music, and then I also had O'Gorman Junior High choir, show choir, and some general music, but it was a lot less. And then I just did high school show choir at O'Gorman, um, and so I did that essentially two years. It was kind of a long term sub turned into a full time gig, and then at the end of that two-year span I is when I got invited to head over to Roosevelt. So That's quite a story. You have a lot of different yeah. age groups and you know, buildings. I've kind, yeah, and... kind of done it all. Mm-hmm. I've done elementary. I've done middle school. I, I think I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about, about choirs, about singing, about schools. Um, and I think it's just important to have as many opportunities for kids to be involved where they want to be. Uh, and I've talked about this 
just kind of in general with planning for next year and planning for the future with Choir's Edge Everson, I don't want, we're kind of starting with wide variety of offerings that are kind of district-wide standards, um, at least between choirs at Roosevelt and Washington right now, Jefferson will have very, very similar things. Need to change, they need to change. I don't think they should be just set because this is what the other schools do. So yeah, kind of a place for everyone and, and have as many offerings as we can. Um, but while doing that, making sure that they're, they're competitive and they're excellent. Um, I'm not the most competitive person by nature, but something about show choir gets me, gets me going pretty competitively. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so there's, there's kind of that piece of it too, is to, to stay excellent and be really good at what we do. Yeah. And I really like how you said you don't want to stay in that rut because nostalgia is an easy thing to kind yeah. of fall back on and yeah. how you're, you can kind of take those experiences and yet listen to the students at the same time and make something new so very cool what ensembles are you planning to offer in this first year yeah so um the plan to start things off at least um for now um in the academic choir world so things that are going to be class periods um freshman chorus which is going to be ninth grade sopranos and altos mixed chorus which is going to be 10th through 12th grade Soprano, alto, tenor, and bass, and then ninth grade tenors and basses are in that group as well. Um, and then concert choir is an auditioned group of 10th and 11th, or excuse me, 11th and 12th graders. And then we're going to have a soprano and alto group, Aurora, a tenor and bass group, Contus. Um, we're going to have one show choir this first year. Um, and then we also have a small group of 12 that's going to be a jazz choir and chamber choir group that we'll start with. And if like I said, if things are... And I know you've had some tryouts yeah. for your your show choir, concert choir. Yeah. yeah. What was that like this year? Because I know we have students from 20 different schools coming together. Yeah. So it's been, it's been interesting. <laughs> um, I've been to every middle school in town. Um, I've been to all of the other high schools and, and met with kids and listened to kids sing and I've also had a lot of people submit some videos and things like that from mm-hmm. that are at other schools. It's it's been a process. Um, and if yeah, I was gonna say if there's students who feel like they've got gotten missed in that process, um, feel free to reach out and let me know, and we can we can keep listening to people and mm-hmm. make sure kids get involved where they want to be. Mm-hmm. But if I had to pick one, um, I feel like one that would probably be a go-to is "Wannabe" by the Spice Girls. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Some for some reason it's one of those songs. It like, gets the crowd going. I know all the lyrics to it, so it's I don't I don't know why, but Right. Do you add your own twist to it or you sing no. it straight? Straight up <laughs> the way it is. Yeah. It's it's perfect the way it is. Very good. <laughs> all right. If you were stranded on a desert island and you had just five songs to put on your playlist, and we, we want to mention that this device is solar powered. <laughs> and the battery won't ever die. Uh, which songs, which songs would you put on there? Um, I had to think about this one. I actually wrote <laughs> notes because I didn't know. Um, so I came up with five. Um, I came up with "The Luckiest" by Ben Folds, a song called "Quiet" by Natalie Vice. Then there's a choral song, um, "Song of Miriam" um, by Elaine Hagenberg. I really like that one kind of a fun one, just 
something because you need to have a dance party every once in a while. Uh, Mercy by Duffy, kind of an old one. But okay. Fun. I thought it might be Spice Girls, but we're no, going Mercy. Okay. No, we're, we're, that left that one off of there. <laughs> um, and then a fun belter in the car um, from the Broadway musical Hades Town, Wait for Me. Right. You yeah. heard it here. Go check I, out those songs. I, I put some thought into that today. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you say your mentors are and how have they helped you? I have, I have a couple, probably my number one mentor um, would be my high school choir director, Kathy Britton, is who I worked with in high school. Um, and I still see her and meet with her often. She's just great about it. If there's ever little things that come up, I can sure. always reach out to her. Um, and then also um, Robin Holcomb, who I work with right now at Roosevelt, yeah. she's totally one of my mentors and, and will continue to be working together closely, even from separate buildings. I think yeah. there's just feel like we're a good team and bounce a lot of the ideas off each other and all of that kind of stuff so yeah that's great to have those yeah. partnerships for sure absolutely now brag about yourself a little bit we struggled with uh vince last week he <laughs> did not want to brag about himself i, know, I had to force him i'm not a brag about myself personally. well i'm just telling you that you have to okay, okay? you have okay. to we we want to know what it, what do you do best as a choir director I think I have a good way of of pushing students and, and kind of demanding excellence and demanding effort, but still having fun along the way. I feel like I'm pretty good about knowing when it's time to work and when it's time to have fun. Right. And um, I feel like students always know that boundary with me um, between the two. And then just kind of on a, you know, I get comments from parents often about how they appreciate my communication and my organization. I'm a very type A organized person. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I roll and keeping everything very- uh, You probably have to be with having all those different yeah, groups, right? Yeah. You just kind of have to stay on top of everything. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're really good at it. Thanks for <laughs> bragging. Thanks for bragging. All right. So the most important things you wish for students to learn as a choir member? I think the biggest takeaway from any choir experience um, is kind of that teamwork piece. There, There is something about choir and, and any musical group and any sports team and any, I mean, it's kind of like one big group project. Um, you have to work with your, with your peers and uh, if there's that one student that doesn't contribute, it hurts the whole team, and it, but if everyone shows up and everyone does their part, it helps. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those you got to work together. I think the other thing I like to teach is that it's good to keep singing throughout your life, and it, it's not something that has to end with high school choir. Um, there's yeah, there's opportunities mm -hmm. to sing later in mm -hmm. life too. So whether it's solo or whether it's in a choir still or whatever or with your with your kids when you have kids. And... For sure. Yep. I was thinking of, uh, I saw the guys from the Nordic Hall singing the other, I think they're in their 90s. Yeah. And they're out there singing. Yeah. So, right. It's a lifelong sport. Yep. Keep is. singing. Yep. You can't, I mean, you can damage vocal cords and things, but not like athletic injuries right. and <laughs> people quit playing sports when they get older. You can sure. keep singing forever. Yeah. So. Cool. If you had to pick your favorite thing about choir performances, what would it be? I actually am 
I'm probably a weird choir director in this, that performances are usually my least favorite thing. Um, I'm much more excited about the process and the progress towards the performances. So you're happy when it's um, over? Is that what you're trying to say? Kind of a, it usually <laughs> is kind of a happy when it's over, but I, I love the process. Um, and I do uh, like, I love show choir competitions. So when it gets to that, I love the excitement and the, there's an adrenaline level and there's just some great things about that piece of performing when it's competitive that I absolutely love. My name is Leah Farley and I will be a junior at Jefferson this fall. Mr. Perizzo has made a very positive impact on RHS and it'll be very exciting to start new traditions at JHS. Hey, my name is Claire Beam. I'm going to be a junior at Jefferson this coming fall. I'm super excited to continue my choir experience with Mr. Perizzo because he's a great choir director and a great person overall. I'm excited to see what next year has to offer. Now it's time for choir trivia. Sound like fun? Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> I'm going to ask you some random questions. Uh, and you'll answer them and it will be fun. All right, question number one. Tell me what is the number one musical of all time? It could be the the one that the IMDB said was the number one or your, oh. your opinion. And I'll see how it matches up. Uh, number, like longest running or like. Just number, just number that? one musical of all time. Oh. I feel like uh, I feel like I would pick Wicked. I feel like IMT would say something like Phantom of the Opera or Les Mis. Lion King. Oh, yeah. That too. <laughs> All those other ones were on there. Singing in the Rain, Aladdin, La La Land. Really? Yeah, that was on there. Oh, I wouldn't say that. No, we go with Wicked. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that might be the answer to this next question. Best Broadway show? Wicked. Wicked. Or The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is they're interchangeable? Sure. Yeah. Yes. I like Stomp. Is that Broadway? Have you ever seen that I, show? Yeah. Um, that was a pretty cool show. I don't know if they consider that Broadway or not. Hmm. Probably. Banging trash can yeah. lids. Lids totally. Yeah, Broadway. Yeah. Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, and then Wicked, Phantom of the Opera. So, yes, I learned something new. They can be interchangeable categories. I, I think so. Okay. Most important question is question number three. When you are singing, do you prefer a choir robe or a tuxedo? Oh, choir robe every day. They're so much more comfortable. <laughs> mm -hmm. Are there times you've had to sing in tuxedos? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that experience. I mean, it's fine. I, it, <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. Um, but a choir robe is just kind of a big puffy bag that you can wear whatever you want comfortable underneath and you don't have to worry about it as much. Whereas tuxedo is a little more restrictive and 
Yeah. yeah. So with the with the choir roll, let me see where I can take this. Uh, do you prefer the stole that is sewn on with the big with the big arms, or how how do you take your choir roll? Uh, doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, You're not what, too picky about that. The ones that Jefferson are, is getting, uh, they're going to be pretty nice. They're going to be uh, pretty traditional, just black um, with a green sleeve liner. Um, and then uh, the stoles are actually interchangeable. And you can oh, there you go. You can switch it up. On and off. And they're actually reversible, so one side's hey. solid green. So if we ever want to do something where like everyone looks the same, we can all flip our rope or stoles over and just be solid green. And mm -hmm. so that'll be kind of fun. Yeah. Do you have hats or anything? Any no. other accessories? No. No, not yet. Just mm -hmm. the robe and the stole. Okay. My name is Grace Weaver, and I'm going to be attending Jefferson as a junior next year. I'm really excited because Mr. Pariseau is just such a great director. He takes everybody's ideas into account, and I'm just really excited to see all the ideas that we create together next year. For listeners who are not aware, you are a professional pilot. You've been flying hot air balloons and providing flight instruction for over 17 years, and you own your own business, 605 Balloon Ride. Yes, and I didn't know this until I Googled you. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? How come I did not know this? So you're the only balloon pilot that I know. Yeah, there's not a ton of us, but Sioux Falls has a decent, for the size of town, we have a decent size uh, group of balloonists and pilots that um, fly, mostly because of Raven Industries um, mm -hmm. here in town used to they no longer make them but they used to make balloons and so that was kind of a big even through i mean 50s and 60s into early 2000s is when they they did a lot of balloon manufacturing here in town so that stirred a lot of interest in it when they were being built here um so that's yeah yeah how's business going good it's uh actually starting to get really busy right now people want to get outside and do things that are safe and fun outside. Right, it's stuff. good social distancing because yes. you're up there, right? Thousands of feet away from right. anyone else. When did you take your very first balloon ride? Uh, my first ride, I think I was, I was either five or six. Oh wow! Um, I was little, young, and uh, it was a my my dad had been around the the ballooning quite a bit when I was little like that. Um, he's a professional photographer. Um, so he was taking pictures of people's balloons and ended up doing kind of a trade deal where he gave them some pictures or business cards or something in exchange for a ride for both me and my sister. So, And you were hooked. Yep. How did you then work your way to become an instructor? Um, so it's, a, it's all licensed through the FAA, just like flight instruction. You have to log actual training time in the balloon and there's written work and... Um, a written test and a flight test that you have to take. So it's a series of two or three different levels to get there. And so once you get to that top level of commercial pilot, that's when you're also certified to be a flight instructor. Mm -hmm. So that's really neat. Yeah. Good for you, man. Now, are there different types of rides? What I love is that every flight's different. We go with the wind wherever the wind takes us. Um, and so no two rides are really the same. Mm -hmm. 
Are you singing to people in the balloon? <laughs> Not often. <laughs> uh, I did have one two summers ago, I think it was now. It's the only time I think it's ever happened. Um, she brought along a little like portable buzz speaker and wanted to jam out to some tunes in the balloon. And she had a great playlist and we were all singing and having a great time. <laughs> but that was the only time that's ever happened. Mm -hmm. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it could be a themed ride. Yeah. You could. Think yeah. about it. Think about it. Yep. So I'm sure weather is a big deal. What kind of planning does a hot air balloon pilot in South Dakota do? Um, <laughs> yes, it's a very big deal. It's actually like the biggest deal. <laughs> Pretty constantly checking weather and looking at things and watching where the fronts are and when they're going to move through and um, just kind of staying on top of that paying attention so you know when there's going to be a good weather window and start planning and waking up really early and looking at it all again. You know, weather's constantly changing and kind You're of just checking, constantly checking. monitoring it. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. And do you do those hot air balloon festivals that I see sometimes around here where you look up in the sky and they're just everywhere? Yeah, every once in a while we do travel to some things. I don't do a whole lot. Mostly because I'm usually pretty busy yeah. with school and, cool. and just um, flying people around here. I have been to, there's a large festival in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I've actually been to that one three times. Um, and that I, I hope to get back there again soon. It's just mm -hmm. hard because it's in the middle of October when we're oh, in yeah. the middle of getting everything rolling around here. Yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun to fly with other people and that kind of thing. So Yeah, so you'd say New Mexico, that's your favorite spot? Um, I also love, there's, I do get out to the events, um, there's two or three events every year out in the Black Hills, um, one down in Hot Springs and then one closer to Rapid and one right in Custer, um, and I do try and get to those every year, so flying the Black Hills is also just beautiful. Oh yeah, would be. Yeah. And you know where to land, that's amazing. You, we always find something. <laughs> Sometimes it's not the best, but we always find something. <laughs> Now, shifting gears a little bit, as you start your new role at Jefferson, do you think you might accidentally sing the Roosevelt School song when called <laughs> upon? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I The first couple of years at Roosevelt, the OG school song <laughs> slipped out every once in a while. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. You'll have to have to remember that, you have right? To you have to put a little reminder, one, right? Do we have one yet? Well, we've been working on working it. Working on it? Mr. Macklin, I think, is kind of taking the lead on that, getting it ready for the band now, so. Describe a typical day for you now at Roosevelt. Well, I get to school and I, uh, I'm i usually one of the first ones there um, in our little wing, at least, and um, get things opened up and going. And um, right now, it's weird because we're all spread out in the auditorium. We're not sure. really even in our room much. Just right now, we're kind of getting ready for uh, our spring concert and um, singing with every class right now. And then this time of year, show choirs are wrapped up for the year. So those periods are actually a lot less stressful. We, we don't do much in there. It's pretty much just SRP time now. And then right now, freshman courses in the afternoon and just a lot of singing. Lots of singing. Now I asked Vince this last week. I'll ask you, what do you bring a lunch to school or what, what do you have for lunch? Do you get lunch? It depends on the day. We, uh, Rob and Randy and I uh, kind of rotate through 
running to get things or bringing things in or mm-hmm. sometimes we don't eat lunch when it's busy show bar season we rarely eat lunch um just right. all depends on the time of year and they, what we're doing you're trying to work out lunch as a team i like yeah. that teamwork oh yeah it's always a team effort it's good so how's your experience at roosevelt shaped uh, who you are as a director and a person um i think my time at roosevelt has really shaped me i mean it's been it's been very important to who I am and how where I am now. I've I've become so much more confident in in my skills and in skills of the students. I think it's just kind of it's been everything. Yeah, I had that year in Iowa and I had a couple years at Oregon, but the consistency of six years in a row in one setting has really really helped. So it's good. And it sounds like people there are really supportive of you too and oh, encouraging absolutely. you. Yeah, it's a, it's a great. I will miss a lot of the people. Yeah. But I know a lot of good people are coming this way, and there'll be new people to meet and work with too. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, as Jefferson gets going this fall, what are you most looking forward to? I'm really excited to just get in the building. I, I think the space is going to be awesome. I'm really excited about windows. <laughs> and I think just like Roosevelt's been so overcrowded for a while, and we, it's going to be nice to have some space and spread out and. I'm, I'm excited about that. And just having new everything, everything's going to be shiny and new, which is going to be really fun. Yeah, and we talked a little bit earlier about it's all going to be new and we're no one's really exactly sure what we're doing. So that yeah. will be a fun part. Yeah, we're all going to figure it out together. Well, I know our choir programs are in really good hands with you. So, and we Thanks. sure do appreciate you living in both worlds right now. Because yeah. I know a lot of you guys, you know, you're still working hard at your current job while you're planning for the next thing at the same time. I know that takes a lot of time and effort. So thank you for all you do. And look, yeah, I look forward to get going this fall. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks.